Hey, everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 422. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I am Mako-chan. And this time, there is video of all three of us. Backwards technology, thank you. <laughs> oh, man. So, how is everybody doing tonight? Eh. <sighs> oh, Mako, I got something here that would help, that, that would help with that. What's that? This. What? Mountain Dew. Mystery do. Oh, that was gross. I can't. I can't figure out the flavor, but I actually like it. It's Skittles, mm. like lemon lime Skittles. I, okay, no wonder I like it. I'll, I'll, I'll stand for that. That doesn't sound too bad, it, but I'm not drinking very much soda anymore these days. Well, I only drink soda once a week, maybe twice a week, you know, as is or with a mixed adult beverage. But y'all know of me. Of course. There's at least three cases of, of seltzer water in my fridge at any given time, give or take. Yeah, that works pretty good, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've had to switch to seltzer water, and it's not a happy thing. It doesn't bother me. Well, it's fine. Well, like I, it was like I was telling you before. Like, when it comes to seltzer water, different brands have different levels. So some will taste like it's more seltzer than flavor. Then you got some that's more flavored and seltzer like it's, it shouldn't be this sweet tasting and then you got the ones that's like the, the blend is just right so and i'm that's what i'm all about so anywho we are live week of september 10th 2019 right here on twitch tv slash anime jam session thank you to everybody who is hosting us tonight including the amazing people at vognetwork.com we are proud podcasting affiliates of the Vo of the voice of geeks network so head on over to vognetwork.com and show them some love let's see what else do we have here and don't forget you can watch us live either through our own channel at anime jam session uh you can watch us through um Vogue network there are other hosters as well and don't forget, we do have a uh, Discord. So find us at, um, let me see, it's the same URL. I just want to check and make sure. There we go. Vognetwork.com slash Discord. Uh, you join us there. All the Vogue affiliated podcasts have a channel. So just come in, swing by, have a have a laugh. Let us know what cool news is going on. And if it, and if it makes a list, we'll throw it in there. So yeah, definitely. Oh, and it's good to see everybody back after an undue hiatus. So. Mm. Most of that, most of that was my fault. So I will get into that when we do our weekend day. So that's what we're gonna do right now. So Ari, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, well, Wednesday was the first day I went to the gym. Yeah, how was new that? Place. Um, it was okay, but you know the personal trainer session they got caught was a uh, was helpful, but. The next morning, I woke up and my friggin' left elbow just felt like it was completely on fire, and I could barely bend it, and I couldn't extend it fully. So mm. I had to 
take time to uh, deal with that. I was, I hurt Thursday, it hurt Friday. I woke up Saturday after, you know, getting fucking icy hot patches to put on it and shit. Right. I think I'm like, oh God, I don't want to go to the hospital for this. Oh, I, I hear you, I hear you. So I went to a uh, urgent care clinic. Yeah. And uh, it said, uh, you just have to, you know, stay off it for a while. I'm like, well, shit, I could have told you that. And he's like, they gave me some anti-inflammatories, which were fucking aspirin. Well, I think because of the working out, you probably pulled a muscle and not realized or something like that. Generally, when you go to the gym and you wake up the next morning and your body is sore, it's a good thing. Yeah, but when it was interfering with my uh, job and I, right. especially having to, you know, use it like hundreds of times a day with what I do, it was, you know, getting very aggravating. Mm, I totally get that. And, you know, I I, I actually went and ordered a uh, elbow brace online. Yeah. And, and the day after it came, I started using it. Well, what you know, the, it's not hurting anymore. So I love throwing away that kind of money. So pack it up and send it back and say it was broken in the box. Uh, maybe. But, uh, but yeah, I'm definitely serious about all this since, uh, the money I spent on, you know, new gym clothes for where I have to buy clothes, it cost more than this chair. Because uh, I, I had to get all new stuff. I, I, I mean, I, I understand. Thank, I mean, I bought clothes work out in that and i've gotten lucky for the most part so still i'm well, not kidding when i'm ugh, i'm not kidding when i said i'm all in on this yeah all or nothing next time get the matching knee braces and get the uh austin 316 shirt <laughs> yeah but i don't want to shave my head <laughs> why not rockefeller 316 come on now <laughs> uh... that's the bottom page because because Stone Cold Ari said so. Come on. Yeah, well, uh, but yeah, that's how things have been going for me. Just yep. trying to get through one day at a time. Yep, at and, this point. and Theo's giving you some motivation. He believes in you. He's telling you, you will do this. You got it. Thanks, man. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. Part of the reason why I didn't go to the gym for the longest is because I didn't have anybody to go with. So I just said, fuck it one day and just went. And I just kept going. Now, I haven't gone in a while, and I can kind of tell. I think in the next month or so, once things kind of fall the way they should, and I'm totally caught up with a lot of personal stuff, I can actually devote more time going to the gym. I'd like to be able to go to the gym at least three times a week, at least. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as time goes on, more projects, schedule changes, and all that, you know, it's all good. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, not horrible. Um, did a little bit of shopping. Yeah. Uh, did a little bit of work. Mm. And, uh, yeah. As I say, same shit, different toilet. <laughs> okay, so, my weekend day. So, it's just basically work, um interns are coming in and you know getting it's just been ramped up getting machines ready and so forth um 
I was supposed to go out and do a photo shoot with some friends, uh, with a friend of mine last weekend, but she got sick, so I ended up hanging out with a couple of other friends of mine, a couple of cosplayers out of New England, so we see each other maybe three times a year, if that, so it was great just to hang out outside of a con, you know, still talking con stuff, but just doing general nerd stuff, and then Friday, I ran into another, fr I met up with another friend I hadn't seen in years, so... We hung out till about four o'clock in the morning, just shooting the shit. And I'm just like, I, I, I got to get home, you know. And that was basically my weekend day. Now, to explain what happened last week, okay. I went out of town for Labor Day weekend, and by going out of town, I flew. So I was supposed to return Tuesday at about. I was supposed to fly back into New York City about. 7 30 8 o'clock now as we all know hurricane dorian was making its way up the coast that screwed up flights that brought in more weather it was really bad weather in new york i knew people that were coming back from dragon con whose flights got delayed everybody basically flights going into new york and boston were delayed my flight was delayed until it was ultimately canceled Unfortunately, I I had to stay overnight. And what's interesting is that the, the airline gave me a voucher for a discounted rate on a hotel room. Come to find out, I would have paid the same amount if I just straight up booked it. I'm just like, what the hell? But whatever. So my main goal was to be back in New York because I had work the next day. And thankfully, I had a spare set of clothes to wear. All right, so there were flights going into New York. Those were those were gone. My options were uh, fly uh, uh, t fly to DC, then to New York, catch a nonstop to New York at one o'clock in the afternoon, or fly out of Philly. And I'm like, well, you know what? I just am not in the mood to take two flights to New York. I can't wait till one o'clock in the afternoon to take a nonstop. So I caught the first flight out of Philly and I had a friend meet me at the airport and drove me to Penn Station and I took the train into New York from there. So I was traveling on that Tuesday, last Tuesday, at since four o'clock in the morning. And my biggest fear at that time was making sure I woke up on time to catch, to hear my alarms so I could make my way. And I will say, oh, getting through the airport was ridiculous at 5 o'clock in the morning. But I got through, had time to eat, and made my way. I missed my connecting uh, Amtrak out, but when I rebooked, the fees to rebook and all of that canceled each other out. So I was able to get a nice business class seat for free, basically. So I made it in, made it to work, and wasn't so bad because I just want because I felt that you know, looking at it, I'd only be about an hour, hour and a half late. So I'll just work it, and I was just honestly, I was just exhausted that day. I was just totally exhausted, which is why we didn't do a show Tuesday night. So we said, mm -hmm. you know what, we'll do a show Wednesday night. The Tri-State area got hit with some weather, and Mako-chan's power went out twice. So I said, you know what? Let's not take any chances. We are going to cancel the show. 
which is why this week's episode is episode 422, 421, take two. So, why not? And that's basically what we have been up to, so, yeah. Yeah, my electricity came back probably about when we would have been ending last week's show on Wednesday. Yeah. I, I was going to, I did ask um, Ichigo if she if she was home, but she was out playing D&D. Um, Wild Spice was streaming Overwatch, something like that. So I'm like, you know what? Well, let's just take a, 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 let's just take a break. You know, let's just kick back and relax and so forth. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think before we left, we were going to be in on Tuesday. I know that Bobby Blackwolf and OLR took Labor Day off weekend off because of Dragon Con. We were still going to be here, so I apologize if we didn't clarify that, but just so you know, we will be here for the rest of the year. Um, I think the week before Christmas, we'll be taking off, or that week, and we'll be back like middle of January, give or take. So we'll give ourselves three weeks off to kind of relax and do stuff, you know. So now that we got that out the way, uh, let's go ahead and go to our next segment, which I know y'all, some of y'all like, um, weekly nerd swag. So each week, um, we find something in our collection and we want to share it off. And you know what? Let Mako-chan go first this time because her weekly nerd swag is there when you join us, when you participate with us. So can you tell us a little history about your swag? Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I ordered this before BronyCon. Um, they ended up doing a retro main six uh, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic set. Wow. So this is um, all of the... Uh, this is the main six from uh, Friendship is Magic as G1, G2-ish... Uh, old renditions, yeah, yeah, renditions of uh, their characters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's pretty cool, and I haven't opened the box yet, so I don't know exactly what you know they're made of. Mm -hmm. But they look really, really similar to the original sets, and it still keeps the style and the cutie marks of the uh, original main six. But it, like the the original cutie marks mm -hmm. on the original ponies, um, usually had just like a bunch of small little uh, symbols instead right. of one where the one. newer ones is usually just like one big symbol. Oh, okay. So, um, like Pinkie Pie has more balloons, and Fluttershy has more uh, butterflies, and so on and so forth. But it's it's really cool looking, and I'm really excited I have it. I just wish I had gotten it earlier, because I really, really, really wish I had been able to bring this to BronyCon and have everybody sign it for me. Mm. Were they always called cutie marks, or no? Um, I don't know. All right. I, I haven't watched the original series in so long, um, but that was always something that they had. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know that they were cutie marks, per se. Gotcha. Well, you have the entire series on DVD now, don't you? 
I I do have the original series yeah. on DVD. Um, I have actually watched some of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, I have to actually sit down and watch the rest of it. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, Ari, what's your weekly nerd swag? Um, well, <clears throat> let's see, where is it? Sticking to the, uh, working out theme I got. This is, a. Uh... This is like the oldest gym bag I know. It's Ooh. from uh, my years taking. Oops, wrong side. My years taking up karate. I still have it because it, you know, it's still pretty yeah. durable. Still mm-hmm. works pretty good. There's the uh, logo on there. Nice em- embroidering. And uh, this lock, I don't know the fucking combination to it anymore. And uh, I don't know how to remove it without destroying the handle. So. That's, that's probably, why that's still in there. That's probably what you're going to have to do. And somebody with a... Uh, why do you use a cut bolts like that? Bolt cutter. I mean, I mean, not, not like just a hand tool. It's like maybe like something else, like a power tool. What's the property? What's the appropriate power tool for that? A Dremel, with a, a Dremel with a good bit, or something like that. I don't know. That might work. All right, so what do you got on tap for us? All right, so I, I guess I'm in that kick of collecting pops, but I, unlike a lot, some of my friends who collect a lot of pops and so forth, I only collect pops based on my fandoms, and if I really want this particular character and if it's convenient for me to do it. Like, I didn't realize until maybe about a couple of years ago that there is a hot topic near my house. So I didn't have to go all the way up to Queens a lot of times, but you know. So I try to collect pops based on the characters that I like and enjoy. The ones I really like. Like um like Jim Henson. I I didn't get that one. Even though I grew up on Jim Henson, it wasn't a pop I would want, you know. Yeah, but, I just picked him up. Gotcha. <laughs> now if I happen to see it while I'm at, at somewhere, I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll pick it up. So, you know. Now um, some of y'all know I do enjoy um, Evangelion, and y'all know my favorite character is Oscar Langley. So I went out and got myself an Oscar Pop. Nice. Thanks. And the first thing I actually did when I bought it, I pulled out the pack, like the, the the plastic for it protection, and dropped it right in when I bought it. Normally. I would take the pop out and put it on display, but I'm like, you know what? I think I'm just going to leave it in the box. I think my next plan is I'm going to take one of my shelves and just put all my pops up on display so that are in the box. Yeah, I got new shelves over the weekend mm-hmm. and did just that, mm-hmm. and not all of my pop figures fit on it. See, I don't want to put shelving up, you know, up in this place for obvious reasons. Now, putting thumbtacks up to hang things... Yeah, I, I'm okay with that because you can pull the thumbtacks out and paint over it. That's not a big deal. So I can pull the shelves down and fill the holes and paint over it. Yeah, you know who my who my who I who, who, the people I I rent from. So I'm not trying to. Yeah. Go, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I I'm I'm I, I'm not I'm not. So now that we got that out the way, um, what I did was. 
I collaborated between last week's and this week's news, so we have like a nice smidgen of stuff, so you can kind of keep, so we can kind of keep update. Um, so I'm going to keep a couple of things really brief. Uh, first thing I will do, I want to follow up with uh, our article, our story from ColossalCon a couple of weeks ago. Um, if you didn't notice on our Facebook fan page, uh, the the new con chair uh, commented and complimented us on on covering the story and so forth, and was basically surprised at how we were able to find out her information. Well, Miranda, I will say it wasn't us. Uh, it was the, 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 the intelligence and the sleuthing of Nerd Caliber who originally covered the complete story where we got our information from. So thank them for finding all that out. And as of what I said about con ghosting and so forth, look, Regardless of how you feel about the convention, yes, you have two very toxic people that no longer running it, and one is still at the head, but you got new people coming in, working on it, trying to make it better. It's going to take time for the con to rotate out all the bad and bring some good and positivity. Give them a chance. It's not a reason to ghost the con because LOL, F colossal. No, don't do that. Don't do that. If you're going to ghost, why even bother going? And I get it. It's the Kalahari. It's the water park. Yeah, and I get that. So just go to the water park and just have a good time and don't try to ghost the freaking convention. It's all fun and games to the to the to the convention hotels on one hundred percent lockdown, and unless you're part of the con, you can't be there. Now, another thing I want to cover. Uh, this popped up in my lap over the last couple of days, more so. Because the story behind this was actually covered by the company that I work for. I can't, I really won't go into detail, but I do work for a multimedia company that owns television stations, theme parks, and movie stations around the country and the world. One of our, one of our local affiliates actually covered the whole Vic Mignona lawsuit. So, do go on. Really? Really? <laughs> For those of you who are playing the home version, uh, Ari went out and just brought up his bag of microwave popcorn for this. So, as I've said, we do have a moratorium on the Vic Mignona lawsuit. We're only going to talk about it if it pops up enough in articles where we or we need to discuss it in the aspect of things that are changing, like any updates in the lawsuit. No, like, this was leaked, that was leaked, he said, she said. No, we're not doing that. Now, if you look around, the, the, the transcripts of the latest lawsuits have been, are, are out there due to FOIA. Due to FOIA. Uh, file of official information act so you can read up on that now a local newspaper uh the dallas dallas newspaper covered the most recent story and that person who picked up on that story um let me look at let me pull it up right here um i believe it it was it was an opinion piece but it was still more fact and opinion. Uh, local M a local news affiliate station out of Texas interviewed Sharon Grisby in regards to the lawsuit. 
basically, there has been an update. I, from what I remember, and from looking at this article and scanning it properly, I can tell you this. Uh, Jamie Marshy has been removed from the, from the suit. She is not liable for anything. Um, Monica Rial, Ronald Toy, and Funimation are not on the hook for anything except for defamation of character. Now, what that means is the judge is still going to decide. He actually, the judge actually said that he's going to come back in 30 days to rule on that. Now, I understand, given with the leaks and so forth, if the judge threw out half the case because of the leaks and so forth, it wouldn't be a full win. It's, it, you know, it's it's not the victory that you wanted, but it's still a victory, which I totally get. So we're gonna so in about thirty days, or in this case, twenty four days, we're gonna find out if um, Ronald Toy, Monica Real, and Funimation Productions is actually liable to uh, defamation of character in the multi million dollar lawsuit. Now, because of uh, these people, these amazing voice actors in the company, are not liable for other things that they were brought up on. Um, Vic has to pay out of pocket for that. He has to pay the legal fees. Now, the big thing that, that was being told back and forth was when the lawsuit, when this, when the court, when the court was in session, the judge basically berated um, Vic's lawyer for not being properly prepared. Now, which I totally get. I don't think that's going to help his case any. Now, the big thing that was going back and forth was Vic should have been there. Vic was supposed to be there. Vic doesn't have to be there. Look, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Regardless of the fact that you do not have to show up in court for your trial, it shows professionalism that you do. Let me tell you something. If I am suing my former company for a million dollars, even though I don't have to be there for every single um, case, every single um, adjournment and so forth, I'm going to be there. I am going to be there. I'm not going to be off doing something. I'm going to be there to show representation of how serious I mean about this. And that's basically what it is. So that's the latest update. Now, like I said, the only reason why I wanted to bring it up because the company I work for interviewed Sharon Grisby, and I just wanted to, to kind of say, holy shit, the this has gone fucking mainstream. And as someone said on my personal Facebook, they're just waiting for CNN to pick up on this. Oh, I seriously doubt this will. I seriously doubt they will. So, that's basically all I have to say about the lawsuit. Um, that's probably going to be... It. We probably won't hear from us for another three weeks until we find out what's going on with, with the final verdict. So, until then, we're going to close up this section of Vic's bullshit and move on <laughs> to our normal um, normal articles. Uh, Marco-chan, tell us about Shoujo Rap Battles. Yeah, so there is a new series... A new project. Um, it's a virtual project titled uh, Kododama Shoujo mm -hmm. or Word Soul Girls. And it unveiled a visual and introductory story last Friday. Mm. Uh, basically, it's a, a 
girls high school that trains future stars. And we've seen a couple of different anime lately that have done things like this. <coughs> Here, the top dogs, uh, the top dog students have all the control and they possess a unique beverage, the Hiera milk extracted from the mythical bovine, the Hiera beef. One swig from these divine drops bestows enough radiance and go-getter energy that nothing but the position of top dog will be satisfied. Damn. So to do that and to become the best in the school, you have to win at battling. And what do they battle? But of course, they do rap battles. So this is actually going to be a multimedia franchise uh, centered on the youth story of the Microphone Soul Spinners, a group of four girls who form a virtual virtual rap unit. They're planning on an anime, Ooh. CD singles, web radio programs, and live streamed programs of the showroom service. So they are actually currently hosting auditions for the cast. I can't wait to see how this comes out. This reminds me of the, the voice hacked rap battle project we talked about a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the characters will be named Shika, Yosano, Raimu, Mudoka, uh, Mukoda, Shieri, uh, Villanevu, and Himawari uh, Kawabata. Mm. And, of course, they start off as the lowest rank in the school and have to become the rising stars. So I thought that sounded really freaking interesting. It does. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the different genres of uh, Japanese music. Um, I don't follow any group in particular, but I love J-Rock, I love J-Pop, I love J-Rap. Um, so to see something like this, um, one, especially with a female cast, and two, given the genre of music, um, it's it's the same story, but you're getting a different feel from it. So I'm kind of excited. Mm. Don't blame you. All right, oh, now that we got that out of the way, um, we have some sad news to report. Oh, boy. Yeah. I, I will say, I mean, this is one of the few times where, you know, the into- everybody is mourning a villain that they respected, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Robert Axelrod, the guy who voiced, among others, Lord Zed in Power Rangers, he passed away on Saturday at 70 years old. <clears throat> now, I had met the guy that couple of conventions ago Same. it was pretty fun to talk to let's see play guitarist in the early 70s before returned to acting as a voiceover artist in the early 80s he's worked in over 150 characters like lord said and lord zed and fincer from power rangers uh, several characters in digimon adventure and digimon adventure 02 includes the wizardmon armadillomon mega satermon vademon akalomon and shakomon Mm. He also voiced roles in Lupin the Third, Mystery of Mamo, uh, Farewell Space Battleship Yam- Yamato, and Neo Tokyo. 
He also voiced Kamiya in a live-action Zyrum film. Ooh. So, so uh, yeah, dude had a really big resume. He was... He, he, he very much delighted in uh, voicing Lord Zed from what yeah. I've uh, seen of him. Yup. I, I didn't even know he voiced fin- Finster. Now, one of my... Uh, a close friend of mine, she was his handler for, at a local convention where he was a guest at for a few years. And uh-huh. she was actually, she used to talk to him on a semi-regular basis, you know, texting and so forth. When I told her what had happened, she already knew. Um, basically, come to find out, she was like the second or third person to to be told the sad news, you know. And I, right after Austin St. John, I'm like, wait, what? And, you know, and she would tell me, you know, even though... So, she would tell me that, you know, being at various conventions, you know, some handlers couldn't deal with him because he was an older person, but she really enjoyed being his handler and taking care of him and stuff like that. So, you know, I think that was really nice. I'm, I'm glad that, you know, somebody was re- was really kind to him. So, you know, uh-huh. I, I appreciate that. So, you know... Robert, thank you for all you've done. We have nothing but the utmost respect for you and your legacy. And rest of us, we will see you on the other side. Uh, moving on. Now we're going to talk about one of my recent favorite animes. Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. And I will say it's 13 episodes. It's on Hulu. I believe it's on Funimation, and I believe it's on Crunchyroll. The best way I can describe this series is watching Haruhi with extra logic applied to it. That's the huh. best way yeah. I can describe it. I, I accept that. I still have to finish. I think I have, like, four more episodes to go. Yep. And... This is one of those series where the storylines kind of intertwine. It's not... This is something that you can't... Um, you really can't uh, marathon. Because there's so much in there. This is one of those where you need to watch like two or three episodes at a time. And ingest And then it. let it sink in. Yes. You may have to go back an episode before going on. So... So... It, it, it's like that. It's pretty deep. I, I, and the news about the movie, I'm very happy about. I'm going to actually talk to a friend of mine. She actually um, cosplays the uh, the main character in the series, my Sakurajima. So I'm going to probably drag her to come with me for this. So basically, um, this was announced at Crunchyroll Expo, and that it's going to be. Um, Actually, t- sales, ticket sales are going on right now, but the screenings are October 2nd to the 5th. In the U.S., it'll be October 2nd and 3rd. Canada will be the 4th and 5th. So, I can't wait for that. Now, the film opened up in Japan on June 15th, came in at number 7, and it walked away with a, with a little bit of about, a little bit over 373.5 million yen, which equals to about a little bit under three and a half million dollars. Now, what was lucky, those of you who went to Anime Expo, you got to see a, a free screening of it. Well, free since you paid for your pass, so, you know. 
the entire cast is coming is coming back, and what Aniplex describes the film as, and Fujiwara, where the skies are bright and seas glisten. Sakuta Azusagawa is in his second year of high school. His blissful days with his girlfriend, upperclassman Mai Sakurajima, are interrupted with the appearance of his first crush, Shoko Makinohara. For reasons unknown, he encounters the two Shokos, one in middle school and one who has become an adult. As Sakuta finds himself helplessly living with Shoko, the adult Shoko leads him around the nose, causing a huge rift in his relationship with Mai. In the midst of all this, he discovers that the middle school Shoko is suffering from a grave illness and his scar begins to throb. Now, the movie adapts vo uh, volumes 6 and 7 of the light novel, uh, which is called Seishun Buta Yaro wa Yume Miru Shoujo no Yume wo Mina and Seishun Seishun Buddha Yaro wa Hatsukoi Shoujo no Yume wo Minai, which is the young pig rascal isn't dreaming of a first love girl. It's going to be good. And as Bob Coffee tells us in our chat room at uh, Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, that not many people were able to see it. The screening was limited to 200 people. So I actually know the theater that's going to show this. So. Uh, while we go into our next topic, um, which is one of Mako-chan's fandoms, I am going to find out and see if tickets are available. So, Mako-chan, tell us about a, the new po a new Pokemon anime. Yeah, so... Here's uh, my book, Mako-chan. Yeah, so this one, it's gonna be a little bit different. They haven't really released anything exactly on what it's going to be. My assumption, though, is that it's going to follow um, the anime that they made based on the game mm -hmm. logic with red and blue. So the official YouTube channel for Pokemon announced last Sunday that the franchise is getting a new television anime series titled Pocket Monster. Um, the title is the same title as the original 1997 Pokemon television anime series. Now, what is different is that this series is going to feature all of the regions covered in the franchise so far. So that's going to be Kanto to Galar. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, it does say that an episode of Pokemon Sun and Moon that will be airing on September 29th is going to reveal more information about the show. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited just because, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that they're going to do this based off of, you know, red and blue and their extended, you know, series. Um, but if this does happen to be the new Ashen Friends series, I wouldn't mind that either, as long as it's updated graphics. <laughs> Honestly, I just hope they go back to the art style from before Sun and Moon. Not really digging the whole uh, the more cartoony look. It's yeah, like, it's I like don't a, it's like dig a... the cartoony look. Um, um, I don't mind the more CGI-ish animation from the movies that have been coming out. Um, but yeah, this uh, the Sun and Moon animation really was a little juvenile, I think. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. it brought it 
it brought it way back and made it very, very childlike. I mean, this this series, Sun, uh, Sun and Moon, has just basically gone so off the wall, it's not even funny. They are superheroes. Because with, why like, not? Yeah, with, like, like uniforms and um, special phrases that they have to say because their boss makes them want to say them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, the, the first time I was watching one of the episodes and my cousin was watching with me and she's like, why did this show turn into Power Rangers? <laughs> um, so uh. that it's it's really out there. I mean, with the fact and, that they have yeah. a Z move, my first thought was friggin' Angelic Lair. I'm like, well, shit, son. Yeah, I mean, they, they basically um, go hunting Ultra Beasts and have to catch the Ultra Beasts and release them back home. Mm-hmm. So when they go and do this, they, you know, get changed into special outfits. And yeah, it, it's, 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 yeah. You, you know what? It's, it's just the anime. They see what's popular. So they go to grab a little bit of this and a little bit of that, throw it in there, put it on frappe, pour it out, and the kids will love it. Hey. Motherfucker, all I'm we're missing still is JoJo watching references. It. Yeah, I'm. I'm still watching it, so you know, for all of my bitching, I'm still watching it. I mean, I mean, I mean, if you think about it, the movements they have to do with their Pokemon to make them do the Z moves, the Z attacks, it's almost like posing. Mm-hmm. Satoshi's bizarre adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, you mean to tell me uh, you can't picture? Um, Satoshi looking like uh, Jotaro and Pikachu just po- just looking like Star Platinum, you know? And here we thought Yu-Gi-Oh! was pretty much a, a JoJo for kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, not for nothing. I mean, I, mean I, I don't mean to really, you know, swing to the side here, but with the release of Terry Bogard in, in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Everybody's calling him like a mature re- trainer, Red. Yeah, with a uh, Red's in the middle of the evolutionary line, mm-hmm. and uh, Ness is the beginning. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Going to cons, I sometimes I couldn't. T- I had to take a look at the outfit, the cosplay, see if it's Terry Bogard or Trainer Red. <laughs> Pikachu, power wave. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, that's a great way to make uh, Team Rocket blast off again with a fucking power geyser. Yeah, right, right off the side of of the of the um, Team Rocket building. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're taking this way too far. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's get back onto the train. All right, Ari, what's up with Kabuki? Uh, what indeed? Uh, let's see. <clears throat> uh, the, a complete adaptation of Miyazaki's Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind is coming as in the form of Kabuki. Ooh. Though it's technically... <clears throat> scroll back up. 
Though so technically made of what is still called in those top crap, Nosco the Valley of the Wind is generally treated by fans as the first Studio Ghibli anime. While anime comes from studying Nosco is an anime masterpiece, it's not actually a complete story. The film was produced while Miyazaki is in the middle of, of uh, writing and drawing the uh, Nosco manga, which didn't reach the tale's conclusion until 1994. Mm. As such, there's a lot of Nosco that anime-only fans have never seen, and it's just been announced that the Nosco Kabuki stage play will be a complete adaptation of the manga. The promotional poster for the performance, which was first announced last December, shows Nausicaa standing calmly in the, in, the, in the palm of a hulking god warrior, a scene which never transpires in the film. A look at the cast also <clears throat> reveals the Kabuki, Kabuki Nausicaa's storytelling scope will be much larger than the animes, since in addition to actor Shibashi Ambuho as Nausicaa, remember kids, remember this is Kabuki where all roles are played by men, mm-hmm. and Shichi Nos. And Shichinosuke Nakamura, as anime arc antagonist Kushina, Kushana, the list of performers also includes Kasho Nakamura as Selm and manga's exclusive character who, who doesn't show up in the anime. And I will link it in the chat for you too, so you can all follow along because there's some Twitter stuff in here you got to look at as well. Uh, <clears throat> a total of 17 actors are listed to appear, promising a grand sweeping stage saga. It's scheduled to be performed at the Chinbasi and Bujo Theater in Tokyo's Ginza District twice a day from December 6th to the 25th. Ooh. And the tickets range from 3,000 yen to 18,000 yen. Let's see. That's uh, 18,000 yen is about, ooh, damn, $168 thereabouts. That's not bad. Better be some good-ass seats then. <laughs> I have a cut on the inside of my lip that's healing. That's why I sound a little weird. I mean, I, I you know what? Not for nothing. I, I now I'm kind of curious. I kind of want to see Sailor Moon Kabuki now. I, I kind of want to see it. I'm surprised it hasn't been done done yet. Mm, well, I mean, you got the you got the Takarazuka uh, uh, performances and stuff. They're going so well, so there's probably not a need for it, which I totally understand. Yeah, they probably haven't thought about it only because most of the characters are female. So to have basically an entire cast of males play females, they probably haven't gone, hey, that's a good idea. Fair enough. Just be Not for nothing, back. though. I wouldn't mind watching an all-drag version of Sailor Moon. Lord. Oh, they could probably fucking kill it. Lord. That would be amazing. I, I, I should post it on my Facebook. Submit it for approval. Sailor Moon, the drag musical. Or the drag show. In the name of drag, we will punish you? With that weave, probably. <laughs> God Damn it! Yeah, no. We're gonna say if they're they're gonna do an all ma- male rendition. Just be lucky it's not a Renaissance era Europe where they get fucking castrados to play all the uh, female yeah. parts. No, no, no. I'll put I'll put a temporary yes on that for right now. You do know what castrado is, right? No, I'm thinking of cascada. What is castrado? Nope. It's uh, adolescent boys who have their balls removed so that they keep their high, high pitched and a uh, feminine looking looks throughout their lives. 
In other words, like Shakespeare plays. Uh, not quite, because you know they, the castratas are meant for singing only, pretty much. True. Fair enough. Okay, let's see. Oh, wait, I already have this open. Let's go to our next uh, topic here tonight. We're going to talk about another cross, a crossover of two amazing fandoms, Pokemon and Tamagotchi. So Bandai is putting out a um, a brand new version of their Tamagotchis. This time it's with Eevee. And Eevee is basically the most popular, probably one of the most popular Pokemons of all time. So basically when, when, when the Tamagotchis turned uh, 20 in back uh, two years ago, the, they put out, Bandai Namco has special edition Tamagotchis. Um, one was actually, had Sonic the Hedgehog, which is kind of cool. Imagine raising Sonic. Hmm. But um, I'm, I'm looking here, I think they're coming out later this year, but you are, you can get your hands on an Eevee Cross, Eevee Cross Tamagotchi special edition. Um, and they look pretty cool. Uh yeah, I think the only difference between the new ones that are coming out and the ones that originally came out yeah. are these, I believe, are in color. Yeah, oh, and also the design is different, too. Yeah, the, yeah. the shell itself yes. is um, based on the original three Eevee evolutions. Okay. Can you evolve it into uh, the other evolutions or just the first three? Um, if it plays like the original, you can evolve it into all of the evolutions. Sweet. Plus, Ditto Eevee, Team Rocket Eevee, and Dancer Eevee. That's cool. They all sound so adorable. <laughs> they are adorable, and my batteries ran out in mine, so I have to get new batteries. Mm. And TheoX75 says in our chat room that he will be starving his Tamagotchi Pikachu. The you fuck, dude! You cruel bastard! How could you? Anywho, oh, was oh, it my turn again? Yep. Uh, uh, just wrap. We're gonna wrap it up with normal news. So yeah, um, this uh, collaboration is kind of cool. Uh, it seems that Studio Trigger's Takafumi Hori actually worked on Steven Universe again. And this time, he was uh, working on Steven Universe the movie. Um, his original episode that he worked on was Mindful Education. Uh, that is the one where um, Connie and Steven do their whole butterfly song with Garnet's and uh, Sapphire and Ruby, and Connie is afraid of uh, herself being in and around other people because she's basically learned to fight and sword fight from Pearl. Um, so that was the original episode that he uh, collaborated on. This one for the movie, um, he actually did the sequence for The Other Friends and Change, um, which is uh, the um, uh, 
basically the whole fight, the the Spinell and Steven fight, mm-hmm. uh, that is uh, what he worked on. Um, Jeff Liu did the storyboarding for the sequence, and uh, yeah, as I said, Hori ended up doing the uh, animation for it. And he was animation director for Kill a Kill. Um, he also served as key animator for Summer Wars, Samurai Champloo, A Little Witch Academia. So this is not, you know, his first run through. Well, no, this yeah. is not just some no-name mm-hmm. animator. This is a big-name Japanese animator who, you know, came on because he was asked to do this. And as anybody knows, Rebecca Sugar is very big into her manga and her anime. And, and it does make appearances throughout her works, uh, specifically in Steve Universe. Um, so it's actually pretty damn cool that he came back to work on the movie. And let's not forget the fact that in Steven's bedroom, there's a PlayStation 2, and in the living room, there's a GameCube sitting on the shelf. I think mm-hmm. he played an N64 in one episode. Yeah, there was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, still have, I still have so much uh, of the series to watch, and I haven't seen the movie yet. Well, thankfully, most 99, 99% of the episodes are like 10 to 12 minutes long. So, okay. Yeah, and they're all on Hulu, so yep. it works out. So that was really cool. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Now it's just a matter of, is that the end of Steven, or are they going to bring it back for another season? Well, because according to the article, it says the movie takes place two years after the conclusion of the cartoon series. Now, I did not hear anybody out of the Steven Universe camp saying that this was over. No, and Rebecca Sugar has actually stated that she has enough material to go into a season nine. Well, Damn. That, I think that's pretty good. I think we want to see more of adolescent Steven and his new girlfriend. I mean, come on. That that was kind of obvious. That, Connie? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, from way back, it was very obvious that Steven and Connie were going to be a thing. Yeah. Not that anyone's complaining. Exactly. And that, mm-hmm. And and, every, and I just liked how everyone was comparing Spinel to uh, Jenny from T- I'm a Teenage Robot. <laughs> I guess yeah, the look the look is definitely there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, I'm sorry if this is spoilers for people if you haven't watched it yet. Just so you know, if you have the Cartoon Network app, you can watch it for free. But um. Spinel's movements remind me of a, as if she belongs in the game Cuphead. That's what, that's what that was my thing. Well, Spinel's whole thing, um, like her music style, mm-hmm. her animation style, her fighting style is old, like is old school animation. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting that whole Cuphead feel makes sense because yep. that's what Cuphead is based off yep. of. And it's like, I mean, as I said. Watching the movie, I, I felt a cross between, like, you could tell they were playing Cuphead in Kingdom Hearts 3 right off the bat. You could tell, <laughs> you know. <sighs> it's a matter of time before someone does a Steven Universe uh, video to um to the opening to Kingdom Hearts 1. <laughs> it's just a matter of time. Okay. Now that we've gotten all of that out of the way, it's time for the part of the show that you know y'all really enjoy enjoy participating with. 
Meanwhile, in Japan. And no VLC. I don't want to pick up where I left off. I want the track to play as is. <laughs> and I think I threw in an extra story because I think it kind of fit. Yes, I did. Um, I, 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 I'll take the third story. Of course you will. Uh, it's food. I'll take the last one, I guess. All right. So I'm taking the first two? No. Pick one. Okay, then I'm going to go after the... Hmm. Let's go the first one. Right. I think I've talked about Tengas enough. Uh, yeah. Who wants to talk? Who wants to take the Tenga story? Fine, I'll take it. You, sir, are a gentleman and a scholar, and I salute you. Okay, so... Um... A Nagoya stationery company ended up creating a an anti-chicken item. And for those that are not up on uh, the words, chicken is the word that they use for train groupers. So this looks like a personal stamp um, and a personal set of steels, uh, seals, which uh, the Japanese use as their signature on documents. This, however, is f it's called the anti-nuisance stamp, mm. and it's marketed as a way for women to fight back against chicken. And basically what it is, is it's just a stamp. And as soon as, you know, a female feels somebody touching them, they hit them with the stamp. Mm -hmm. uh, the good thing about it is that it doesn't really leave a mark because it's in uh, blacklight ink. So as soon as uh, they feel it, they hit them with the stamp and then they can find their groper after they have uh, uh, identified them to police due to this. Um, this sold for $23 and I say sold for because by the end of the day that it went on sale it completely sold out not surprised um, yeah this was uh, 500 units in the original um, in the original batch so they did say that they will be uh, coming up with more of them to get more out so that uh, people will have them um, they are doing another 500 units for a second batch. See, Mako-chan, you don't need that. You, you'll, ju you'll just take your knife and just stab them to death. I don't know that I would stab them to death. Just once or twice to make sure they get the message. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Or also, I was going to say, in New York City, they don't... Like, we have, they have a special stamp of their own. It's called a fucking black eye. Oh. But knowing Mako, she would just flip their religion in 2.2 seconds. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's actually what I was thinking more. Enjoy the rest of your life as a castrato, shank! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh, the callback! <laughs> uh. Okay, uh, moving right along. 
Okay. If you're old enough to be a Mazinger Z fan, you're old enough to do with you want one of your man parts, and that is a great way to lead off this article. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm glad this is not the last one, because I'd be trying to hard trying to reboot you back into the Try that hard. Yeah. Ugh. Tenga, makers of Japan's most popular jerk-off aids, have some <laughs> have a surprisingly lighthearted approach to its marketing. It's given us not only clever sales strategies like tank and vending machines, which we've covered, and bikini dancer delivery teams, which I don't know if we've covered or not, uh, but clear sleeping bags, getting bright condiments, and Mazinger Z and Get a Robo themed Tangus. And I think you just broke Bob Coffee. <laughs> Let's see. First up is Monster Tenga Robo, paying homage to legendary manga anime creator Gona Nagai's best-known giant robot series, Monster Z, it's, which debuted in 1972 before Ninja, before Devil Man, and one year before the same year as Devil Man, and one year before Cutie Honey. It transforms. <clears throat> However, even though Monster Z is recognized as the first anime series with robots controlled by a pilot in a cockpit, you're not supposed to put your cock in the Monster Tank a Robo. God fucking damn it. They, someone was very proud when they wrote that. And an untransformed does look like Tenga's like famous male receptacles, but it's actually a figure intended for decoration. Unlike the intended Tenga flower vase one Japanese senior used. Which we've also covered. Yes, yes, we did. Uh, the Monster Tanga Robo comes with the Jet Scrander, anime's flight enabling wings and rocket booster, as they're called. Another natural move for anime merch. There's also a limited edition deluxe slit, which swings the deal by throwing in a rocket punch Robo Fist. And in this picture, I just find it amusing that the, that the rocket punch is twice the size uh, of the robot himself. And I think we all know where that alludes to. I'm just something, saying. Something something fisting joke. Who's anything about fisting? I'm talking about a firm grip. <laughs> we went in two totally different directions on that one. Yeah. And there's a Getter Tenga Robo. Like 20 centimeters or 7.9 inches tall. This time... Accessories are a jaunty getter wing cape and pair of getter tomahawks. It's a bold move to create a product that simultaneously get people thinking about penises and sharp, heavy slicing instruments. <laughs> also, these things are like 40 bucks a piece. Well, these Transformers really are more than meets the eye. Uh, the link I posted in the... Uh, the last link I posted in the chat, just look at that picture. Alright. Bob Coffee wants to know does the Tanga Getter change? Um, yes it does. Yep. Yep. God. It also has, you know, a cape and tomahawks to uh accessorize with. Oh good lord. Okay, moving right along. Well, something like this would probably make one person want to get one of those devices. I'm just saying, if that's if that's your thing. 
I mean, if you like tsundere's. But, would you eat a tsundere pizza? Because in Japan, they have a tsundere pizza being sold by Domino's. Alright, so those of you who don't know, Tsundere refers to an anime character or a personality type of running hot and cold at one's affection. So, you know, can't stand you, but then they just will all warm up to you and so forth. So that's basically... Yeah. And maybe Masato, I don't know. But, um... Now, Domino's has what's called the Tsundere Pizza, which runs in the same vein. It's basically cheese and jalapenos. There's a nice layer of cheese and it's just stacks of jalapenos on there. And even on the Japanese Domino's pizza menu, there shows a tsundere girl in twin tails with a slice. Good lord almighty. So, it's supposed to be a, a kick. And then it just kind of milds out because of the cheese. So, now to get a pie of this, Domino's is asking 2,800 yen, which is $26 for a medium. A regular is 3,399 yen. And a large is 3,900 yen. Wow. Just so you know, the Tsundere Pizza is exclusive to Japan. But, just remember, there are pizzerias where you can do custom toppings, so it wouldn't be hard for you to make your own Tsundere Pizza. Yeah, just just, say, just get in the customer and just go, extra, extra jalapenos. I would probably eat a slice of this. Probably. I would not. I'd probably make it two two bites in before I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. Honestly, the, the slice just looks way too heavy. It looks like it'll just pour molten cheese and jalapenos in my lap. Mm. Pour down onto the plate. Wow. So, uh, last one? Yeah, this, this article definitely is a complete and total 180 from the last story you did. Yeah. Let's see. The restaurant bar scene is forever changing in Japan. Thanks to a never-ending stream of exciting new pop-ups opening around town. Now the latest limited time opening is catching everyone's attention. It's a bar in Osaka called the Homeru Bar. Homeru means to praise, and that's what the staff does, heaping praise on customers who come in for a drink or two. The company behind the project sensor knows adults typically don't get as much praise they would have when they're children. And this bar aims to fill that void when it opens to the public next week. <clears throat> uh, JR West Japan Shopping Center Development Company opening a pop-up bar at Osaka's Lusuo Osaka Department Store as part of their Moso Shop. This initiative co collects ideas from news stories and service for followers in their Tokimeki Depato exciting department store Instagram account in order to bring customers' wildest fancies to life. So the idea for a bar with handsome guys praise you all first floated on the Instagram account in July, and the company said the bar would come in reality if it got over 500 likes, which it did. 
Uh, bar will only be open for a limited time, 13, uh, September 13th to 16th. It'll be staffed by good-looking partners who are specialized in doling out earnest praise after identifying good traits about individual customers. That's nice. So, it really about is. 500 yen per entry with the cost of drinks not included. But, uh, small price to pay, I suppose. I mean, it's definitely a step up. Like, if you go to your, like, if you have a regular bar and the bartenders know you, they'll talk to you, have a little conversation. But it's probably not as where you walk in. The, these bartenders are praising you on the good things you've done in, you've done today. You know, because not for nothing, when someone gives you some praise, it does make you feel good, you know? It really does. Mm. I'll be like, you're... Or like, say something nice about you, which, if I come in there, <laughs> good luck, buddy. <laughs> Christ. I mean, um, I was out somewhere recently, you know, and we ordered food and it was really good. No. No, we were at a, me and a, co a friend, we went to a bar by my job, and, you know, service was really good. Right? We threw extra on the tip. I'm like, this was really good service, you know. Nothing like this type of service we got, but still, you know, it's something. And look at that. We're actually done early tonight. I think that's a very good thing indeed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, shall we wrap up tonight's show? Yes. Sure. Awesome. So, if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So, what we tell you what we like and don't like, we're telling you the honesty about it. So, thank you. Definitely thank you on that. So, if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Don't forget to check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you can find our weekly podcast, uh, links to our uh, photos, links to our YouTube videos, anime reviews, cosplay uh, tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews, anime reviews, editorials, so much more. I know this is something that's going to go up on the site and it'll get up there. So definitely check it out at AnimeJamSession.com. And don't forget, you can take our podcast on the go with you. You can follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, uh, iHeartRadio, uh, Player FM, Pocket Casts, um, any, basically any program that you use to find your podcasts, you can definitely find us on, you can find us on there. So do that. And those sites, those little applications have like little reviews, so drop us a review there too. That's also cool. And we'd appreciate that. And don't forget, we are also on other social media pages as well. You can find us on YouTube, Twitter, and as Facebook as well. They all lead back to Anime Jam Sessions. So if you follow us on YouTube and Twitter as well, thank you so much. We could not do the show without y'all, really. Let's go around the room. Last words, Mako-chan. I can't wait to go to sleep. Ooh. Last words, Ari. <sighs> Yeah, I need to get to bed, too. Uh, my last words, uh, I'm going to turn on the air conditioner for about 20 minutes to kind of cool the place down and probably watch an episode of NYPD Blue and finish up for tonight, I guess, you know. So that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of our podcast. So stay tuned. We're looking forward to the, for y'all to come join and participate. We appreciate that. We love that. So for now... 
I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Oh, that sounded borderline creepy, so don't do it again. I promise nothing. <laughs> you see, okay. I'm done. We're done. Good night, y'all. Good night. podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Damate!